Thanks for tuning in to the Eccles Business Buzz Podcast. My name is Laisha Klingensmith, and today I am here with Jolie Karungi. Jolie is a recent graduate of the David Eccles School of Business and a proud alumna of the Information Systems major. During her time at the Eccles School, she participated in the Business Scholars Program, the First Ascent Program, along with a variety of other student organizations on campus. She was also named as our Student of the Year in 2020. We are thrilled to hear more about her story and what perseverance means to her. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Jolie to the Eccles Business Buzz podcast. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you so much for having me today. We are just thrilled to hear more from you, and it is our honor to host a recent grad. Thank you. It's my honor to be here as well. To kick things off, would you mind telling me a little bit about yourself, your background, and your connection to the Eccles community? Yes. My name is Jolie Karunga, as you already said. I was born in the Democratic Republic of Congo, which is in Central Africa. And when I was eight, I moved in Uganda and I lived in Uganda in the refugee camp in six years. And then I resettled here in Utah in 2014. I came here when I was 15 and I started high school in 10th grade. I came here, did not speak any English and I had to learn the language. It was a lot of struggle because I did not understand anything, but I had to wake up every single day and go to school. I remember getting lost a lot in school and I remember getting lost in high school. I couldn't find my classes. Some students were volunteering to help me find my classes. And it was really hard for me to do my assignments. I remember one time I was in my biology class where I did not understand what the teacher was saying. I just remember going through the textbook and just looking at the pictures because they were really interesting pictures. And also, like, I stayed after school every single day. So I'll go in the morning and stay after later. So I'll be the first one to be there because some teachers volunteered to help me out and then they'll stay after and help me out doing my homework. And then I graduated from Cottonwood High School in 2017. And then I applied to the University of Utah through the community services, like the after-school programs that helped me uh, apply to colleges because I had no idea what college was. And that's how I got accepted to the First Ascent program, which is a forward scholarship at the David Echoes School of Business. And that's how I got involved in the Echoes School. Wow. There is just so much to unpack there. First of all, just incredible that when you first started high school, you didn't speak any English. You mentioned how difficult that was. How did you persevere through that and push yourself to learning in high school is hard enough, much less when you can't understand the language that it's being taught in. I just can't even imagine. From the very young age, I loved going to school. And when back home in Africa, we used to go to school in the refugee camp. And at some point I stopped going to school because when they moved from the refugee camp to a different place, I didn't have the opportunity to go to school because it was really expensive. In African countries, even kindergarten, you have to pay. So from a very young age, from like kindergarten to like university, you have to pay. I did not have the resources to go to school back then, but when I came here and I got the opportunity to go to school, 
I didn't care whether I knew the language or not. I just wanted to be at school and learning, even though I didn't know what I was learning or like how to navigate the system because I did not understand English. I just wanted to be in school where they could understand it or not. I didn't care how much times I got lost. Even when I knew like every day I'm going to get lost, I was just excited to go to school. Oh my goodness, that is so inspiring. Can you tell me a little bit more about what it was like to be in a refugee camp? Yeah, so that was really challenging because there's a lot of people who have left their own home countries to just not by choice. So you just had to be there because you needed to be there to be protected or like to be alive. So it's pretty much not an everyday choice that someone can make. It's a situation that you find yourself in. I found myself being with a lot of people that I did not know, but I just had to be there to be safe, which it was really hard because with other like struggles as well. Yeah, absolutely. Were you there by yourself? Was your family with you? Uh, I was there with my two older brothers. So we were six siblings and my aunt. Okay. And what led up to you getting to the refugee camp. You mentioned it's not a choice that anybody makes. It's more of a situation that you find yourself in. So what was that situation? Yeah, so I don't know if you know the history of Congo. So there's been like a lot of war. I was born during the war, so people fighting each other. And that's the situation even right now, it's still going on. And so you just find yourself in a difficulty position like situation where you have to get out it's like a life and death situation you either stay and die or move to a different country wow and i'm sure it meant so much to have your older siblings with you and navigate that all together did they move here to utah as well with you yes we all resettled here in utah okay oh that's awesome I recently saw a post on LinkedIn from the CEO of Cotopaxi. He had nothing but wonderful things to say about you and mentioned your experience as part of Cotopaxi's refugee thank you card program. Can you tell me more about that and that connection there? Yes. So when we resettled here in Utah, we met a lot of people and a lot of friends and Davis, the founder of Cotopaxi, together with Adobe, they partnered together to introduce coding classes to refugee communities. So I happened to be in the coding program. So he would also come and volunteer to tutor us, help us learn how to code. And that's how I met Davis in 2016. And since then, he became a family friend who we met through the program that he sponsored. And he used the help me and my siblings and other people in the refugee community. And then later on, he also started another program where he, every Saturdays, he hired refugee youth to write thank you letters for Cotopaxi. So when you buy like a backpack or something, you'll have a handwritten thank you letter. Thank oh, you wow. mark from that. That was my first job here in the U.S. So they gave me my first job. Oh, that is incredible. I'd like to back up just a little bit. You talked about your after-school program, your counselors at Cottonwood High School encouraging you to apply for the University of Utah and First Descent. What inspired you to pursue higher education? I know you mentioned that you just had a love for learning. How did that translate at the U? 
Yeah, so that was really interesting. In high school, I had no idea like what college was. I just had it was like something beyond high school. And since I loved school so much, I just wanted to still go to school. There's an after-school program that I used to attend back in high school. It's called the Refuge Program. So that program has a Saturday class that would help you prepare for SATs, college applications, essays, everything about college. And they helped me apply to the U. They helped me apply to scholarships. And then when I got to the U, and that's how I got the first ascent scholarship as well. So it was like a lot of people helping me. Yeah, that's awesome. What was your first year on campus as a freshman at the U? I actually started in the summer. So like before fall, I started over the summer. So this program also like the refuge program also, they have a bridge program where you can start college over the summer. They sponsored us and they paid for our summer classes. I remember taking math 1010 and I also took some philosophy classes and I think I took a writing class as well. So it was like a group of students who were like 15 students living at the honors. And that's how I actually started. And I remember it was really fun. I had a group of students who like, it was like really a community of, of students helping out. Oh, that's incredible. So this season of the Eccles Business Buzz, as I mentioned, is focused on perseverance. And as we've gone through, we've interviewed a good group of alumni and people from the community. We've asked them all what it means to them to persevere. And I found everybody has just a little bit different definition of what perseverance means to them. So I'd love to hear what it means to you. For me, if you have a passion, you need to do something. As long as you do not give up, it's tough. It's not easy. So for me, for example, like for me coming here, English is required to learn English. That's like the first thing you can do to do anything else. So whether I liked learning English or not, I needed to. (laughs) Yeah. So I had to do it, whether I liked it or not, whether it was easy or hard. So I had to do it. I remember using like Google translations from like English to translate things in Swahili so I can understand. Sometimes things were not pronounced right. So for me, it's like just doing things, doesn't matter how hard they are and not giving up. It doesn't matter how, how many times you fall. You can always stand up and do it again and fall again and do it again until you can do it. Absolutely. What did you lean on through those days? What do you continue to lean on on those days where it is hard and you just have to keep putting one foot in front of the other? And like you said, you just have to do it. Yes. I leaned on a lot of people. I knew there were people who were willing to help out. I just had to ask for help. And that was really hard at the beginning. But then I realized that there are people who are willing to help as long as you ask. People won't just help you because they don't know if you need help or not. Asking for help helped me a lot. Not everyone will be able to help you, but they will refer you to someone who will help you. So like always leaning on people and asking for help. That's what got me through. Was it scary sometimes? Was it hard to reach out and ask for that help? Yes, it was scary because you don't want to feel judged or you can't do that. Yeah, sometimes you'll be like, I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to feel like stupid, but it's not stupid. Once you don't know something, you don't know it. It's not like you have to know everything. 
Absolutely. What has been the biggest obstacle that you've worked to overcome? What has been a trial of perseverance in your life? I think adapting, coming here and having to like navigate through the system, how to go to school, how to like make appointments, just navigating through the system has been really hard, especially when you come here, you don't speak English. And that has been really, really hard for me. But it's been really difficult to like navigate everything, especially school. School requires a lot of knowledge and like understanding of the system, especially like writing and all that, because sometimes they'll tell you, oh, you have to write an essay or you have to do this. And you don't know how to start or like how to think how to start. So that has been the biggest challenge, uh, adapting to the new system. Absolutely. Especially as somebody new here, a first-gen student, learning the language. I can imagine that was really, really difficult. What do you think was maybe the toughest part of transitioning here and making the move to the U.S.? I think just coming in a new environment that you're not used to, the food is different, the weather is different, the culture is different, and the people are different too. So pretty much everything is different. You just have to like learn how to walk again in a new, different way. Absolutely. What was your motivation to keep continue learning? You mentioned just showing up. You knew you were going to get lost every day. What was that motivation that kind of kept the fire lit and kept you coming back to school, even on those days when you just woke up and you knew what it was going to look like and it was mm-hmm. it was going to be hard? <laughs> My motivation was like, I just loved learning. And I knew if I was not in a class with everyone, I was not learning. Even though it's true, I was not learning at all, even when I was there. But I knew just going there every single day, it's a process of me to learn how to learn. So just being there and showing up, even though it felt like nothing, like it's even, it will be even better just staying home, sleeping, but how would that help you? So just being there and having the passion of learning and achieving something, because just sitting there, things will not find you sitting. You just have to keep looking for them. Absolutely. Have you been back home since moving here? I haven't been back home. I'm really excited. Hopefully by next year or the following year, uh, I'm planning on going. That is so exciting. What are you looking forward to most about going back? I think I'm just looking forward on, I think everything has changed right now. I'm looking forward on like getting back on the food system. Because <laughs> <laughs> here it's, it's hard to find the ingredients. You can find the ingredients to like make the uh, food from back home, but it doesn't taste the same. So I'm excited about the food. I'm excited about seeing my friends and family. So I'm just excited about everything. You mentioned the food. Can you describe your favorite meal that you are just so excited to have as soon as you get there? Yes. So I don't know if you know fufu. So I do it's not. it's corn flour. Okay. Corn flour. So it's corn flour and then the soup will be do you know cassava? I'm not sure. Okay, so it's a root crop. Okay. And but the yeah. leaves. So we make we make something out of the, the leaves. So it's really, really, really good. Okay. Is it savory or is it sweet? It's salty. It's salty. Okay. Yes. Interesting. 
you'll have to send me a picture because I'm very interested. I'll definitely in send you some pictures. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is exciting. You mentioned all the craziness of the last year. As a student, what was it like transitioning so quickly to online learning in the pandemic? Yeah, so I only had 201 classes online. And then three of my classes were in person. To be honest, it was really stressful. Because some classes, you just had to be in class. Like the math classes, you just had to be in class. And it was really stressful for me to navigate through the online system with many classes. And it's hard to get answers or like help right away. Because in class, you can just raise your hand and the professor will be right there. Or like a student who may know or may help you will be like next to you. So online, you can't really raise your hand if like you're watching uh, recorded lectures. Just it's hard to get help right away. Yeah. You mentioned being involved in the First Descent program. What was your experience like with that program? And did you find that that community was able to lean on one another through the pandemic? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So the First Descent program is, I don't know where I would be without the program. And I don't know how my experience here that you would have turned out without the First Ascent community. So they have a really strong, supportive community. They have mentors, like mentors who are like already went through life. They know your ways, like the way that you're in school right now. They already finished school they're in their careers or they're already retired. So they have those people who can help you. They also have student mentors. So like a senior will be mentoring like a junior or like freshman. So they have those people who you can just go to for help. They also like check on you monthly. So like monthly checkups. So to make sure you're fine, they also free therapy. They provide tutoring, pretty much anything that you need, they provide. So it's like support is like right away, right there, 100%. That's awesome. If any of our listeners, maybe they are considering going to college, they're unfamiliar with the systems like you were, it can be really daunting. What advice would you give to them and encouragement? Yeah, I would just say just go for it. Do something that you love. I know sometimes we people want to satisfy their family or like their parents. They tell them to do this, but they really want to do this. So just be honest with yourself and do something that you like. Also, the struggle is real. You're not alone. It's real for everyone. I'm not going to tell you like it's perfect. You're not going to struggle because the whole point is to struggle and survive. So you're going to struggle, but also remember this support. Don't struggle alone. So many people are willing to help you out. And so many people are like standing on your side, even though you can't see them, they're always there. So just go ahead and ask for the help or like reach out to people in, in the school and the community. Absolutely. I would love to hear more about what it was like growing up for you. You mentioned the war in your country. And I imagine that was really, really difficult to juggle growing up and still have all those other things happening around you. What was that like? I think I remember growing up, we used to move a lot from like places to places. And the thing is, in Africa, like in Uganda, if you moved like from, let's say from Salt Lake City to Sandy, there you're going to find people speaking a different language. 
So depending the way you go, you have to, to adapt, adapt again, learn how to speak the language there. So it was really like a lot of moving, like up and down, up and down. So I don't know what to tell you, but it was like a lot of, you can't really settle for like a year in one place. You have to move from one place to another. And we ended up learning like seven different languages for no reason. Wow. And why did you have to move so frequently? Because of the war? Because of family situations? Yeah. So mostly because of like family situations. And sometimes it's not safe for you to be in that place anymore. You have to move again. And that's the reason. Yeah. Were you able to stay all together through those moves to learn the language together and navigate through that? Yes. Yes, we did. Oh, that's great. And since moving here, what are your siblings up to? What's your family up to? So I have two sisters. So my little sister just graduated from high school. She's going to be coming to the U as well. That's so exciting. Yeah, she's, she's here. The U. My other sister's here. The U. She's graduating next year as well. My oldest brother is just graduated with a degree in international studies here at the U. And my other brother works and my aunt works as well. My little other little brother, he's doing electrical engineering at the Utah State. Wow, that's awesome. And was it helpful to have them here when you were learning English? Did you try to learn it together? Did you find that to be helpful? You mentioned the importance of community and what better community than your family? Yes. Yeah, it was really helpful to have them here because we were on the same struggle. So we struggled together. <laughs> but we also tried to have friends outside so that we can learn more. Yeah, absolutely. So you just recently graduated from the David Eccles School of Business. So I think congratulations are definitely in order. Thank you. <laughs> it was so fun to have everybody back together in person in Rice Eccles Stadium. And that was just such a treat. What's next after graduation? What have you been up to since graduation? Catching up with my sisters because it's been like four years. We haven't like been together that much. So I've been like hanging out a lot with them. And I've been like searching for jobs <laughs> and relaxing and taking some time to a break from school. And I also plan to take a, a break and maybe go back and do my master's. What would you want to get your master's in? I honestly don't know. I'm still like researching, but I don't want to hurry and make decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you mentioned looking for a job. We have a lot of alumni listening. What what kind of role are you looking for? What's your dream job? That's a tricky question because I like learning and I'm open to do anything within my major or like with not or not something that has nothing to do with my major. So I'm just open-minded. <laughs> Absolutely. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? What would you be hoping to do five years from now? Yeah, five years from now, I'm hoping to have like at least a two-year work experience. And also I'm hoping to have gone to graduate school. Are you thinking of staying in Utah? Or are you looking to maybe head out of state? I really like Utah and <laughs> pretty much any opportunity that comes, but Utah will always be my home. 
Absolutely. What have you enjoyed most about living here in Utah? We have so many different things to do and things to see. What's been the highlight? Yeah, I think the highlight has been the people. The people in Utah are very welcoming, very friendly, and they welcome us here like really well. That's why I really like Utah. It's it's really open to uh, people like me, like immigrants and refugees. And just the friendship. And there's so many things to do. I love hiking. I've been doing the, a lot of hikings. And there's so many other different activities to do in Utah. Can you recommend a hike to me? Yes. If you like the view in Zion Peak, and if you like a long walkout hike, go to the living room. Okay. <laughs> I do love the living room hike, but I've never done Enzyme Peak, so I think I'll have to add it to my list. <laughs> this has just been such a wonderful conversation today. I like to wrap up my podcast interviews with the same question for every guest, and that is, what have you been reading lately? Or what's a book that you've read before that maybe just really stands out to you that you would recommend to all of our listeners? I used to read a lot in high school. And once, once college hit, I closed on personal reading, but I'm trying to get back on track. I've been reading <laughs> Michelle Obama's book, The Coming. Oh, so So it's good. really, I really do recommend that book is really good. I haven't finished it, but I like what I'm reading so far. Oh, that is great. I know it can be hard to juggle personal reading in college mm -hmm. along with all the other reading that you're doing. And yes, <laughs> I, you know, when I graduated, it was hard to get back into the transition of just reading for fun. I needed mm -hmm. a much longer break. So kudos to you for getting back into reading right after graduation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's pretty hard on just getting back on reading because I just, I tried at first, the first week, I was like, no, I can't do this. I, I made myself read at least five pages a day and call it a day <laughs> and have my time to relax. But I really, I, I like reading. I'm still trying getting back on track. But that book, I really like it. It's, it's good. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me and for sharing so much about your experience at the U your experience in moving here and just everything in between. Your story is really so inspiring. And I think it has such a great message of perseverance for everybody listening. Thank you so, so much for having me today. I really appreciate all your time. Of course. We look forward to maybe, maybe having you back on campus for your master's one day. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> for that too. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much, Jolie. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Eccles Business Buzz podcast. If you enjoyed the show today, please subscribe using your favorite podcast player and be sure to give us a rating and review. You could check out more of our content at eccles.link slash business buzz. Until next time, go Utes.